Bullshit podcast where the theme music gets worse with each episode. Welcome. We've only been doing this two years. Yeah, it was kind of that one was kind of lame, Adam. Dude, uh, it slows it down. Like it no, sounds good at no. full speed. Nah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you can't just say no and then make it. I can't. True. It's, no, that's okay. I know who you voted for. Then. Then I know who you voted for. It's objectively bad because I say so. That's how objective works. Ah, yes, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I was just thinking it was like, you know, the that should have been the intro for some fucking show called Soundscapes or some <laughs> shit like that. Today on Soundscapes. Brought to you by Brian Eno. And <laughs> this sounds like you're at an airport, but it's empty. Later, we're going to be talking about Kenny G's bathroom habits. And we have our first caller. First caller number one. <laughs> Go ahead, caller. Hey, guys. <laughs> Long-time listener, first-time caller. <sighs> Shut up, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Roll with it. Sorry, couldn't help myself. It's random <laughs> enough. What are you... <clears throat> Oh, I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about. Don't send me messages and then expect me to look at them. I don't look at anything when we're doing the podcast. The podcast. You need to look. Attention. No. <laughs> Doug hey, wants Dan. to talk about smells. Okay, let's let's talk about smells. It's Doug. only what, smells. What do you want to talk about about smells? What, what do about? I want to talk about about smells? No, yeah. I was. It, 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 I have a lot of random thoughts, uh, and no. anyone who has ever met me will not be shocked by that statement. I'm and shocked. I was just walking around the other day and I was like, you know, the only thing that's funny that isn't actually funny as far as that would make you laugh are smells. Because, you know, you can hear a joke. That's funny. You can see something happen. That's funny. But I've never smelled anything and started dying laughing. Oh, I have. I, I absolutely have. Yeah, absolutely. Everything from a, a, a wretched fart in an inconvenient place to... Um, if it's your own. I, I opened a jar, not a jar. I had a Pyrex dish of mushrooms that were in the back of my refrigerator once, and I didn't know they were there. And uh, I, I pulled them out, and I was like, when the fuck did I have mushrooms? And, and I don't know why. It's a habit, right? You crack the You crack the lid, and you smell them. This was the most ridiculous odor i've ever smelled in my life <laughs> what do you See? expect they grow under cow shit and like. i just started fucking laughing my head off because it was so bad <laughs> that i couldn't i i just my emotions were overwhelmed and i just started laughing uncontrollably but to doug's point <clears throat> the smell itself did not like tickle me or tickle my brain or anything like that it's it, it was just sort of a response of, oh my God, that's awful. And why we <laughs> laugh at things that are, you know, farts are the same way, right? You'll be somewhere in a car or 
you'd be doing something. And like I said, it's a terribly inappropriate place to fart. And all of a sudden you'll just be like, Oh God, Adam. Oh my Jesus Christ. And you start laughing, right? Right. I don't... But it's the situation that, <laughs> it that, is. that makes it funny. It's not the smell that makes it funny. But couldn't you argue that a joke is the same way, right? Because what you're doing is you're describing a situation and that situation is funny. The words themselves are not necessarily funny, right? It's again, it's the situation. Well, yeah, it's the it's the hard tack to the unexpected, you know. For instance, a guy goes to a doctor and he says, doctor, he says, I've been having a lot of pain. And the guy says, where? And the guy says, you know, my butt. And the doctor says, well, where at on your butt is the pain? And the guy says, right near the entrance. And the doctor says, well, if you keep calling it an entrance, it's going to keep hurting. Oh, I don't have it. I don't have a, a rim shot. I have this one, though. We can run this one. That'll work. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Swinging for the fences. Well, I was just thinking that the end of that joke was going to be, well, she's in the waiting room, but you know. I'm going to paint in my ass. It's in the waiting room. Would you like to meet her? So, yeah, somebody told me yesterday that I need to, I need to meet a, a cute girl or I need to meet a woman or something. And I'm like, no, no, I think I'm done. I think I'm just done with all of it. So well, that's you need a to meet a people. cute girl. Never done that before. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do that one good time, I guess. I need to try it and see. <laughs> it's a fucking trap. So, I did discover recently, um, I did discover that there is a very likely chance that there are people that listen to this podcast for the sole purpose of keeping tabs on me and talking shit in regards to things that I discuss on said podcast. I would just like to say to that, that I appreciate that because I have a small apartment and it's very expensive. And the fact that I am living in your head rent free is actually kind of cool. And I think I'm going to stretch out here and just take advantage of all this room because there sure as fuck ain't no brains in here. Um, but it that's the reason that I find that amusing. I do find it funny too. Like it doesn't bother me. And the reason is that um, it's a podcast that I put out to everybody. Like I'm not on here. We have this secret source of information that we can I mean, get from Dan and nobody right? knows about it. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? He talks, he talks about all, all his secrets right here on the open. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you want to, you want to, you want to joke because I'm, uh, I'm in therapy or because I do dumb shit. I mean, that's the whole part of this fucking podcast, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, the, the absolute stupid shit that we all do. Um, I told my therapist the other day that one of the reasons that I'm, how many times have you maybe personally heard someone or seen someone look at me and go, that's TMI, Dan. That that's TMI. You shouldn't. You, why why do you why do you talk After about after a while? Like they that? usually just stop, right? Because they learn that I'm not going to change anything. It's not I, TMI. That is the exact amount of information you're going to get that Dan chose to share. Exactly. <laughs> it's not too much. It's what Dan wanted to share. The reason that I do that, the reason that I do this podcast, right? I mean, and I think we've discussed this on earlier episodes. The reason that I choose to do this podcast is because. If I say one stupid fucking thing on this podcast about my personal life or about something that I have done, and it makes somebody feel a little less fucking weird or alone or stupid, 
or whatever the case may be, then I have, I have given back more to society than probably 98% of society has. That's all I'm trying to do. And if I can make people laugh, come on, I, you know, landing the punchline is very important to me, right? And I think all three of us have different reasons for why we do this, but that's mine. So um, to your comment, Doug, Yes, it is very targeted. Um, <laughs> and I uh, and his comment was off uh, was was on messenger. We, we we talk on messenger to keep things you know moving. Um, yeah, I, I learned some things over this last week that really amused the shit out of me. Um, so like I said, if there is anybody out there that thinks that anything on this podcast is good fodder for for talking shit, my advice would be go to our YouTube page and put it on there. Um, cause I'd love to see what you have to say about it and then we can discuss it further. Um, but yeah, there, this probably is not the, the best, uh, like Adam said, it's not the most secretive place in the world. You it's are not public <laughs> as fuck. Like we promote so, it. Hey, please listen to this. Also, um, if I hate somebody and they're like, I made this thing, it's something that I enjoy making. I don't think I'm going to check it out. Bro, like a stream is a stream, dude. Like every time you listen, that's one more tick in the (laughs) somebody listened category and it makes my dick a little bit fucking stiffer. If you hate someone, learn to just, you know, ignore them and not care. But you know, know. people probably shit talk your music too, right? People that don't like you, they shit talk your music and you're like, but but you had to have listened to it. You took the time to go listen to it. Um in order to, to decide that it sucks, you know? So, um, whoever's uh, doing this does not know you at all. So, uh, for whoever, (laughs) for whoever this mysterious person is, that I'm totally unaware of, um, Dan will tell you anything you want (laughs) to fucking know. All you have to do is ask or sometimes even just say something that's <laughs> in that direction. Right. And he will grab a hold of that with both hands and lead you down that road. Because if you're looking to find out something about him that's fucked up, he is more than willing to share that. <laughs> I um, laugh because Doug is very, very accurate right now. Doug, yeah, Doug's yeah. spitting. This motherfucker's spitting. I mean, if if you say something about, well, we'll we'll just take uh, the therapy thing. If you think something is whatever about therapy, all you would have to do is have about forty five minutes to an hour of spare time, because when he gets rolling, it doesn't stop. All you would have to do is say something about therapy. Mm-hmm. And then when he started, just sit back and sit he's going to fucking tell you everything. I got you. Grab your popcorn. We good. I'm just saying. That's, yeah. I, I am. And I'm un, I'm unapologetic about that. Um, because like I said, it's about, uh, if you have no secrets, you know, nobody can use anything against you. And, but that's really, that's not, again, that's not why I do it. It's, again, it's because I grew up thinking that I was alone, thinking that, um, I was really weird that I was a bad person, that I was wrong because of thoughts I had in my head and things that I said and did. And as I've gotten older, I realized that I've wasted a shit ton of my life 
worrying about what other people think of me and about things that everybody does. Like, and, and you and the three of us have had conversations here and offline and that have made me realize, you know, that I'm not as weird and different neurodivergent, quote unquote, as I thought I was. Um, there's a lot more of us weirdos out there. Um, and uh, yeah, like, like Doug said, if you want to know, just ask. Fuck, if you don't want to know, be careful. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, um, it's, it's what it is. Uh, it's what it's. That's what they, they say. say. Yeah. As they say. It's, it's what, what it's. it's. It's what it's. So. And they, they just talk shit no matter what, podcasts or not, so fuck it. Well, and that's the thing, right? And and if this is the best you can do, um, great. Like I said, please continue to talk shit because it will just continue to be more fodder for this podcast because this podcast, as far as I am concerned, isn't going anywhere. Um, I enjoy doing this. Uh, there are people out there that have hit me up. They enjoy listening to us. They think that we're funny. Um, you know, are we mainstream? Are we ever going to be, you know, um, with, with, uh, Spotify here recently, they, they pump out at the end of the year, they pump out like all the different, uh, bands you listen to and how many hours you spent on the listening to music, et cetera. And one of the things they do is, um, podcasts and a friend of ours showed us that we were, I think, number three in their, in their podcast list. Um, uh, you know, of course, I had to tease her and ask why we weren't number one, because I'm a, I'm a dickhead <laughs> like that. It's like, oh, really? Cool. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I told another friend that, and she said, because uh, she's she was a big uh, fan of like uh, the murder mysteries and stuff like that. You know, the mm-hmm. true crime. The true she said, cold. well, That's a good you're, you're just going to have to have more, you know, fucking murder and true crime on your podcast, Dan. And I said, well, rip Adam and Doug. So... Well, you can only I, do that twice. Yeah, I know, right? So I'm going to have to like space it out or something. I don't know. Get some new members and just keep killing them. <laughs> People just keep fucking dying when they come on the podcast. <laughs> we have no idea what the fuck's going on, man. So, but um, yeah, back to back to farts. Let's let's uh, let's take this back to a more uh, cerebral Actually, discussion. I've, I've that was a, a fart in and of itself, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. A brain fart. Yeah. But I actually have a topic that I think may warrant three and a half minutes of discussion. All right. I can stretch it out to 30. Let's do this. All right. Is it just me? Uh, But any streaming service you watch, if it's got a series on it, just about every series out there uh, has an intro uh, and you know, if you're sitting there binge watching, you know, you may watch the intro a couple of times because, you know, you, you, it's like, okay, let's see what they did here. But after you've seen that same intro 10 times, you want to skip it. And if you're just sitting there binge watching something, if you're anything like me, I don't have the remote control taped to my dick or anything. So once it gets up to that new episode and it hits the part where it gives you the skip intro option. (laughs) I am never able to find the remote in that 10 seconds that they give me to be able to skip the intro. So it's constantly like a slap in the face to me and my ADD. Or is it just me? 
I can usually skip it, but I could see it being a speed run if you're not like right next to the remote. But yeah, I can. I usually have it like right with me, right next to yeah, whatever but the I've fuck I'm that. eating on. <laughs> I've done that. Like if I'm binging something, and uh, especially like if I'm laying on the couch, I'm flopping around, changing positions to get comfortable or whatever. <laughs> the uh, like a fish. I'm an uncomfortable human being, both both personally and to be around. Um, the, sometimes the remote will get like under a blanket or yeah, you know, I'll, I'll absentmindedly, I have ADD and this may be weird to you, but I put remote controls, phones, car keys, my fucking dick, if it wasn't attached in strange places and then completely forget about it. Um, yeah. Cause <laughs> you know, sometimes you decide, Hey, I want some popcorn or uh-huh. I need something to drink or I have to get up to the bathroom and go pee. Right. And whereas before you were sitting there mentally prepared uh, with the remote control in your hand, right. you were just doing whatever passively. Now you get it to go piss. It, it, the overriding thought on my mind is, hey, I have to piss, not let me place this remote control specifically <laughs> in this spot so I know exactly where it is. No, I'm thinking I got to go piss. So I just set the fucking thing somewhere. Right. Or take it with you. Like I will, because again, I'm absent minded and I'll, you said, you know, I'm going to take a piss and I'll just walk in. I'll pick the remote up. I'll hit pause. And then I just stand up and walk away. Yeah. And the goddamn remote is in my hand. And then I get into the bathroom and I like set it on the sink or on the counter, you know, I do my business, whatever. And then I'm like, Ooh, I should grab something to drink while I'm up. You grab something to drink, whatever. Sit down, fucking maybe go research something on the internet for 10 minutes because something popped in my head, changed the laundry, what the fuck ever. Um, and then I sit down and I go, uh, where is it? Where's the, under the blank? Mine ends up in the fridge a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fridge is, <laughs> fridge is actually, the refrigerator is now the first place that I look if I'm watching TV and I suddenly misplace either the remote, my phone, Anything like that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to need this drink and I'm going to get a snack that'll take both hands. I'm going to sit this down right here, <laughs> right here. and get this and uh, fuck it. Just close the door. Sprite. I mean, you got to close the refrigerator. But yeah, I will lose the remote and then that skip intro thing will pop and I'm like, God damn it. God damn it. And then that turns into a whole thing too. Um, my other favorite is I take my glasses off because I'm incredibly nearsighted and I'm getting older. And as I get older, my eyes, as you get older, you know, your, your close-up vision gets worse. And that's why people need reading glasses or, you know, old man glasses. And so I'm at that point where, um, my, my eyes are kind of shitty in both directions. Now I've got this sweet spot with my glasses that I can see, but I look like an old man. I got to hold it way out there, you know, but if I take (laughs) my glasses off, I can hold things right up to my face. Adam and Doug have both seen me do it. I mean, I'm talking like maybe three or four inches away from my nose, you know, and um, uh, I can see that way. And when he does it, he stares at it intently as though he's trying to move it with his mind. I really do. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen pictures of me doing it and I laugh because, you know, but it's comfortable and it's easy. The, the, The problem that I have is that I tend to, I'll take my glasses off and I mean to put them typically i'll put them like on the arm of the couch or the chair i'll hang them over that or i'll put them on a a little coffee table if i've got one 
but sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'll just set them next to me. Um, then they'll crawl under a blanket. They'll fall on the floor. Um, all I've, on their own, huh? All on their own. They'll crawl so, under a blanket. Yeah, they'll crawl under a blanket. I have literally had to go into the bathroom, put contacts in to then find my glasses because they were so fucking just <laughs> gone. They were just lost. Um, so, Scooby-Doo episode over here. <laughs> I, exactly. Yeah, to find my glasses. I can't find my glasses. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> my favorite. I remember the guy that was probably about 12 years old, maybe. We were living in a trailer park in Cincinnati. So that's what I'm basing my, my age on, was about 12 years old. And I woke up. My dad came in and woke me up. And uh, he came back in the room to make sure I was awake because I'd fallen asleep like in the afternoon or something and naps pissed him off for some reason. So um, I I think he was like, you know, get up and go to bed or something. Enjoying your sleep. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it sounds like my parents. So uh, he comes back in. Enjoying things. In general. In general. Yes. In my house in general. You appear to be in a good mood. Yes. Yes, you guys are summing up my childhood, and to think I'm paying that fucking therapist as much as I am, I could have just, uh, you know, just keep popping shit on the podcast. So he comes back in, and I'm on my hands and knees crawling around the floor, and he says, Daniel, what are you doing? And I said, I can't find my contacts. I lost my contacts. Or my glasses, one of there. Anyway, I had contacts in my fucking eyes. I had contacts in my eyes and that's how I could see to look around to try and find my fucking glasses or whatever it was I was looking for. I was just completely oh, I've looked for my glasses with my glasses on. I have too. I have too. Like, where did I put the... Oh, they're on. I'm just... Yeah. My eyes suck. Yeah. I, I've <laughs> looked for my glasses while they were in my hand. Done that too. <laughs> yes, sir. I have I, done I've that been too. been sitting there, had my glasses in my hand, start looking around for my glasses, go to pick something up, realize I can't pick it up, Put the glasses in the other hand so I can pick up the thing with the hand that I wanted to move in the first place. <laughs> yep. And then have it occur to me 30 seconds after that. Wait a yep. second. I've got my fucking glasses in my hand. <laughs> so I don't know if this is just a millennial thing, but if I'm talking on the phone, sometimes I won't know where my phone is. Oh, yeah. Because we yeah. don't really talk on the phone anymore. Yeah. We, we need to like see it to know. <laughs> yeah. We're like a dog. If we can't see it, it's not there. It's a weird subconscious thing because I've done that. I've been on the phone talking and then been like, where's my phone? Grab my phone and check the thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, hey, fucktard, it's in your hand. You're talking on it. God you can't, damn it. You can't like pacify yourself with it while you're talking. Bingo. On it. That's exactly it. Yep. It's become a, it's become an incredibly expensive high-tech fidget spinner. Yeah. And I, and I do that a lot. And I'm, I've actively been trying to stop doing that. Um, we were talking, again, maybe on the last podcast, I don't remember, about the, uh, uh, the women or the girls that they think are developing Tourette's because of TikTok. <laughs> Oh right. yeah, with the dopamine and the high right, dopamine which sounds, versus low dopamine activities. Right. You can tell by Adam's laughter how we all kind of felt about it the first time we heard it. Adam and I went, we riffed on that for a while. You know, we just thought that was the most ridiculous thing in the world. And more and more studies are coming out and more and more like psychiatrists and shit are going, eh, maybe. And it's um it's like Doug said, it's it's about dopamine and how the brain processes that for those of you that don't know what dopamine is 
per se, um, consider it or think of it as a feel-good chemical in your brain. When you do something and you enjoy it and it feels good and you like it, that's dopamine. Um, and it's not bad. I mean, we, we, we need dopamine. It's, it's why we don't just lay around like slugs um, and be like, we should eat. Uh, I think serotonin has a lot to do with that too, but it, it, uh, it all, it's all, yeah. I, mean, I had a, I had a case of somehow oh having too much serotonin <laughs> for a few weeks. Someone I met. Someone I never met told me that if you do something, your brain will then have an excess of serotonin for a number of days. Drugs. And if you happen to do them while you're on SSRIs, which already increases <laughs> your amount Christ of serotonin, <laughs> then you will have it for about a week. <clears throat> have you ever and heard I of- did lay around like a slug <laughs> and I didn't eat or do anything. Uh-huh. Serotonin, dopamine, uh, and there's another one. They're all very closely related and there's a, a certain balance there that you need. Um, there is a is it called serotonin sickness or syndrome serotonin syndrome? Yeah. That'll kill you. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Um, and it's when the body, uh, I believe can't produce it anymore. No, you get too much much. of it. Yeah. Yeah, You get too much of it. Processing it. Right. Right. And that's the, so when he said SSRIs and then there was SNRIs, those are antidepressants and SSRI stands for serotonin selective reuptake inhibitor. Uh, and SNRI is serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor. That's the other norepinephrine. Um, and so basically antidepressants, what they do is that they block your brain's ability to we'll call it digest serotonin and break yep. it down. So your brain floats in it because it's kind of like stopping up the drain. Um, it can't flush out of your brain because of these molecules getting in the way. So and- if you... If you do that and you have a bunch of it, um, sometimes the brain just keeps producing, keeps producing, and yeah, the shit can kill you. So, And dopamine, um, anything that somebody can suggest that you get excited about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. in anticipation of. Yeah. that That's more of a dopamine thing um, well, but as they, far as that, you know, you – you get that high immediately and then you get that high sort of afterward. Those right. are dopamine based activities. Right. If somebody and, says, you know, Hey, we're going to go to, you know, say you're dating somebody and you know, Hey, we're going to go to the movie. And then after the movie, we're going to go to this place and we're going to perform this sexual activity. And you're really excited. Uh, about yeah. that. So like the whole time you're sitting there in the movie, you're just, that's dopamine. Yeah. And to, to tie that into, to tie that into like social media, what they have found is that excitement when you open Facebook and you've got 13 new, you know, notifications, that's the little dopamine hit, but it's just a quick little, and then it's done because like Doug said, you, you're excited, you open it, you see the comments and then it's gone and that's it. That's, that's the that's the effect of the dopamine on you. Um, those were a bunch of little dopamine hits in the background for those of you that weren't paying attention. Um, is that so what they sound like? That's it's exactly what it sounds like. Yes, that is scientific research uh, or something. Um, 
So I still got the popping in my uh, my earbuds from earlier, the static <laughs> and the popping. So I, I'm hearing things you guys aren't. I'm hearing shit basically live. Um, so that's what and and like TikTok, your your anticipation comes from the next video, the next video, the next video, the next video. What's it going to show you? What's it going to teach you? What are you going to learn? What are you going to see? Over and over and over and over and over again. Um, it's, so there's some question as to whether or not if these little dopamine hits over time are causing some sort of um, potential ailment in the brain. It's it's a fascinating theory, honestly. Like I said, I laughed at it the first time I heard it. It sounded like a bunch of... It reminded me of back in the, in the 80s when you had uh, um, all of these religious groups that were freaking out over heavy metal music and Dungeons and Dragons. You know, it's like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons is creating fucking serial killers. That's kind of how I felt when I first heard that TikTok was potentially giving young girls um, uh, Tourette's. But do you think it can? Like, do you think it can develop later? What's that? Tourette's. Like, do you think something can give you Tourette's? They don't know what causes Tourette's. I mean, so yeah, sure. You know, I, I don't know. Um Again, Schrodinger's cat at this point. We don't yeah, know whether it is or is it not. Isn't. Right. And yeah. and the thing about brain chemistry ailments, I mean, look, depression, <clears throat> excuse me, depression is, uh, they believe, like I've been on several SSRIs and SNRIs. And, and when you read the literature, it, it, it always says, you know, depression is believed to be believed to be meaning that they don't know what causes depression. And they, they know that, or they, they have found that adjusting the brain chemicals kind of helps, right? But is it because the brain can't process these chemicals and why can't it process these chemicals? I'm a believer that trauma, they know that trauma rewires the brain, right? I mean, they've, they've done tons of studies on that. Yeah. So is it that when you rewire the brain like that, you're causing it to need more of something, less of something, that it can't create it, that it doesn't digest it right? That's where they start to kind of lose their confidence <laughs> when when they're talking about it. So yeah, I mean, why not? Maybe, maybe. Um, um, yeah, it makes it tough to understand that stuff when you have like ethics and. Like you, you can't know, just cut someone's brain open while they're sitting there and be like, hey, right. what's going on in here? And do probing and stuff. And that's, yeah. people get really upset because of animal testing. And I'll be the first to tell you that I am not against animal testing. Now, I am against animal testing in the sense of, you know, cosmetic companies used to take rabbits, I think it was, and put cosmetics directly into their eyes to see what it would do, what you know, what kind fuck? of damage it would cause. Yeah, that's that's where a lot, you know. And I think that kind of shit I think it needs to be, if it's not medical and it's not to try and advance medicine geared towards human beings, then I'm not into it. If you're doing it to decide if a new fabric is, you know, going to cause eye irritation or whatever, I'm not into that. Like I think, but like a lot of things, I'm not hard left or hard right on on a lot of things. And this is one of them. It really depends. If you're doing fucking cancer research in monkeys, or like you said, you know, you got to cut a monkey's head off to f- fucking play with its brain. <clears throat> I don't want any animal to suffer, well, but let's not call it play. You know, let's not say we're, play- <laughs> let's, let's right. say we're playing with his brain. 
Fair that enough. would be the most fucked up volleyball game in the entire world, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, Doug, catch. Ha ha. Um, you want to know, you know the most the... fucked up company in the world? Sure. Oh, God. Go ahead. DuPont. Yeah. Yeah. I DuPont. was watching a video about uh, Teflon mm-hmm. the other day. And they just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> nope. They're like, yeah, this kind of like stays in your system like forever, you know, like mm-hmm. mercury does. But we're just going to like just dump it in this river. Mm-hmm. And uh, now 97% of people in the world have Teflon in their blood, but it's fine. I think it'll Interesting. be all right. Well, it just keeps things running smooth. You know, you don't it's get cholesterol. It's been linked to fucking kidney uh, problems and fucking testicular cancer and. Makes sense. All kinds of shit, yeah. yeah you get these yeah. molecules that never existed in the human body and shouldn't. But nothing will stick. Right. That's what I was saying. You have no cholesterol, right? <laughs> your your veins will stay nice and your kidneys will stay nice and clean as they're fucking... But you won't have to scrape the eggs out of your pan anymore. But right. Even burnt food doesn't stick to Teflon. Right? I mean, I don't use a lot of Teflon. I don't use a lot of coated... Uh, I have one coated pan and I typically only use it for low low heat applications like eggs and things like that i don't use it at all anymore ever since i like got turned on to how shitty teflon is yeah but it's probably too late anyway but yeah you know i mean there's a difference between several micrograms and hundreds of micrograms and you know so i learned in 2010 (laughs) oh god (laughs) is are are you gonna share with the rest of the class or uh so I did something once that increased my <laughs> level of serotonin a little too much, and yeah, then I, I couldn't where... eat for. Yeah, I knew where you were going. That as soon as like, yeah, you were thinking microdosing, but still, <laughs> micrograms works, you know. Well, and you know that's the thing about millennials and even Gen Z and um, uh, the internet in general. People say, "Oh, the internet's evil. The internet's terrible," and they they focus on social media and everything else, and. I have always been a proponent from from the days of the beginning when the internet became commercial. I always had the opinion that it's a tool and it will be used for good and for bad. There will be people that exploit it. But at the same time, information like that, like about Teflon, that's not something that really would have gotten much traction in print media. And if it did, you still would have had to, you know, popular science or whatever the damn magazine would have been, you would have had to have gotten a hold of that magazine that newspaper that article it's not as oh for them it would have been a you know way back in the day if you want to drag this back to like 1984 that would be a page eight you know right right Um, exactly yeah but it would wind up you know if they did the appropriate studies it would wind up being taken before some sort of government panel and then they would do the same shit with it that they did the lid yeah, they had to um, reimburse this farmer because his farm was like adjacent to the DuPont place, and like his cows kept dying because mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like the water was running off onto his field, and they were fucking eating the grass and getting Teflon and just dying. And that would have never twenty thirty years ago. I don't think that that kind of information would have ever gotten much further than the town that the people lived in. Yeah, yeah. You know, it would have. It might have made the local paper. Maybe right, they and that's what I meant by it, yeah. right, and that's what I meant by print media. It's it's a lot easier to to squash it in print media. But the thing about information on the internet is, once it gets out there and it replicates, good luck, you know. And these companies, I, I do believe, hell, there was a coup in some country. I don't remember because I'm a 
fucking tone deaf American. But um, there was a coup in a country years ago, and the whole thing was like I'll call it televised broadcast on Twitter because these these groups had gone in and they had shut down television and radio and all that, but they weren't able to shut down cellular so much because they needed it too, right? So people were broadcasting all this crazy shit going on by their government via Twitter. Not something that could have happened 30 years ago. 30 years ago, they could march into a town, wipe everybody out, and guys like me and you would have never fucking heard about it. We would have never known. So, And the amount of information that's out there, um, there's a joke that, uh, you know, people say that we all thought that uh, ignorance and stupidity came from a lack of information, and then the internet proved that that was not true, right? Um, because of confirmation bias and the fact that you can go out and find whatever the f- fuck you want. I was having a discussion with somebody yesterday about vaccines, and you know, we were. This was just on her page, like her her profile, and we were just discussing it. Nothing, nothing major. And all of a sudden this woman comes in like Leroy fucking Jenkins and starts throwing (laughs) articles from some ultra fucking crazy rag about how vaccines will kill you and all this shit. And I didn't even bother getting into it and I'm not trying to get into it now and I'm not trying to um, spur that conversation because I'm so over all of that. But it's just the fact that, yeah, and I could have thrown an article at her that goes the opposite direction. And she could have thrown another one back at me and I could have, you know what I mean? Like you can, you can find whatever it is that you want to find. That's the point of that. That's why confirmation bias has become so rampant is because you can, I can go find an article to back pretty much any fucking idea I have. You can find a flat earth article, dude. All day long. It takes five seconds to stand up a fucking Squarespace website and write an article. (laughs) There you go. And call yourself the daily, weekly, flat thing yeah the daily plane we really live on a big plane <laughs> not even gonna call it a planet anymore because we know that those are spheres and we are not this is the no t movement we're just on a plane not a planet <laughs> boo <laughs> so that's speaking actually of- pretty clever adam that was actually pretty fucking clever <laughs> yeah yeah so there's, there was um, a chick that was dancing in myanmar and mm-hmm. in the background there was a coup going on mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> It was so weird. <laughs> She's doing like a TikTok dance while there's people behind her, like literally driving up to, I assume, assassinate their their leader or whatever happened. I don't know because I'm, you know, like you said, American. We don't really, yeah, we just expect everyone else to. Yeah, that happens in other countries. I'm right? only just like, briefly hmm? familiar with it myself, but apparently, the Myanmar, yeah. uh, the, uh, Myanmar formerly Burma. Um, they've been having issues with military coups for like, seriously, like the last fucking 35 years. They keep trying to form an independent government, give the government actual rights. And then the military comes along and says, "Mm, yeah. And then they, the military does the whole thing again. And then democracy starts to come back and it's this weird cycle. And there's, it's pretty common for a lot of little countries, a lot of little areas, you know, around the world. And um, again, like like rich people say, oh, that happens in other neighborhoods. That doesn't happen in our schools. It doesn't happen with our kids, whatever. The United States does that a lot. You know, we say, oh, that, that can't happen here. That won't happen here. Um, I'm sure Romans thought the same fucking thing. 
But well, it'll uh, happen eventually. I mean, I think so too. I mean, you're going to see a big sea level change at some point. You know, I don't know if it'll be in our lifetime or not. Um, that stuff takes time. It's a it's a crawl, and uh, I think a lot of the divergence that we see now will probably lead to something weird. But they're like, it's never so. happened. I'm like, we're the newest ones on the block, guys. Absolutely. Just hang on. Yeah, exactly. We're only a couple hundred years old, folks. That's that's kind of infant like in the in the grand scheme of things. Um, but the fact is, is I don't have any kids, so I don't fucking care. Um, that's the nihilist coming out in me. Um, and I I don't don't think any form of government has survived intact without change for more than a few hundred years. Uh, you know, it's, it's like you kind of got to build a little bit of adaptability into it. The thing that that will be interesting for me is, you know, the ultimate power rests with the people in so many aspects in so many areas. Uh, the, the, the interesting part will be for me, if we get to the point where the masses are that unhappy, mm-hmm. I, I'm really interested to see what uh you know because everything's always carrots and sticks i'm really interested to see what carrots will in you know uh, I, I would guess i would call it in this particular context we'll just call them the ruling class the you know the elite the people that actually run everything and i'm not talking about some conspiracy shit here i'm talking about you know, if you've got money, your opinion matters. So uh, that or if you're high ranking enough in government, and it will be interesting to see if that ever starts heading that way, what sort of concessions they're willing to make to actually hang on to power. Oh, they'll just aim their nuke sure. at whatever state's doing it. And then, well, and, and it, you know, nuke in a figurative sense, you know, <clears> because. <throat> It's, yeah, you don't, you don't really have to even use physical or military means anymore, right? You can use economic, you can use smear campaigns. Um, there's a ton of, there's a ton of options. Like Doug said, if, if you've got money, your opinion matters. And if you don't, it doesn't. But eventually, I think more people, money, money is a, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like money doesn't actually matter, you know, because it's just, it's just paper. It's what money can get you. It's the convenience and the pleasure and the, it's the dopamine and the serotonin it's, that it can get you. It's your ticket into the game. Right. You you got more tickets. <laughs> I'm right. just saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a raffle. More tickets, more, more chances to win. Yeah. More <laughs> chances to win. Absolutely. And, but I think that at some point you get into things like, you know, food, water, shelter. Uh, there's a, phenomenal uh documentary that i always push on people called flow f-l-o-w and i think it's i think it's on it's in an entirety on youtube sponsored by maxi pad sponsored sponsored by aquafina um the entire thing is about how uh you know companies like nestle have gone in and literally lowered the water tables for entire towns from pulling all the water out to bottle it and sell it you know and we know that you know, we've got droughts and, and shit like that. So the question is, is 
or the the thought that it put in my head was that water is infinitely more valuable than oil, right? I mean, you don't have to have oil to survive. It makes life more convenient to have electricity and things like that, but you do have to have water. So controlling water would be a very strong, um, uh, you know, it'd, it'd be something that people would want to do in order to to control the masses. There's a family in California that they own a bunch of almond farms, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And they have been... And a shitload of water rights. Right. They, they have been everything fucking... Everything they could get water rights. Yep. They, are, they have been fucking with municipal water supplies for a very long time because almonds take up a shit ton of water to grow. And That's in California. Yeah. That's nuts. That's nuts. Jesus. Um, so again, you've got, um, it's, it's controlling the water for your own purposes. Um, you know, people are talking about how it's been hard to find orange juice uh, during COVID and everything. And then just here recently, Brazil basically said, we are not going to export orange juice to the U.S. anymore. Um, because of all these export fees and tariffs and things like that. And people say, oh, well, we've got enough in Florida and California and et cetera, et cetera. No, we don't. Right. And we it's used like, to. Then why do we import it from Brazil? That, that's what kills me <laughs> yeah. when people do that. We got enough right here. Why are we getting oil over in Iraq if we got all that oil right here? I don't know. Why do we, man? That's a very good question. Why do we then? Why are we getting orange juice? Why do we get a lot of our beef from other countries? Um, you know, Texas got all the shit. We get all of our meat from Texas. You may want to dig into that, Sparky. Um, there's a lot of things that I, I think people think that we have enough of right here that we get right here. Maybe we don't, but maybe it's just cheaper. And then you got to ask yourself, why in the fuck is it cheaper to get a widget from China than it is to make it right here in the United States? Why is because it because we abolished slavery and they didn't? There you go. Why did we? Why do? Is it cheaper for these companies? To get because it's got to be about being cheaper for a company to do it. Companies don't do things because they should because they they're you know more. It has to be way cheaper to get it from China, ship it over here, and it's still cheaper. Right. It has to be. It's got to be the shittiest fucking version of whatever it is you're getting. (laughs) And the same with orange juice. If it's that much cheaper to get it from Brazil, that companies because I know the two that were affected were I think Tropicana and Simply Orange. And I'm a huge Simply Orange fan. I love the taste of that stuff. A lot Um, of sugar. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so So there's two of your biggest players right there. So why are we getting it from Brazil? Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I I have not researched this, but my gut feeling tells me that it's, uh, money, right? Yeah. There's a reason that we're doing it or we wouldn't be doing it. Right. Follow the money. So your gut feeling, um, if you actually give a shit to know, or I can shut up now. I, I let's do it. I give you my undivided attention, Doug. Uh, they've had a fungus uh, that is spread by something along the lines of like fruit flies, terribly common shit. And um, when these fruit flies, when they go out and they're doing whatever and they're going around these orchards. They spread this fungus and the fungus eats the tree. And uh, since oranges grow on trees, that's bad for the oranges. It started wiping out whole crops in Florida. That's um, in 
the net effect is whereas, you know, back during the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, shit, if you went to Florida, you know, it's like they were trying to sell you oranges everywhere and the oranges were about the size of damn near a grapefruit. They were pretty freaking huge. And uh, these days, if you actually get any Florida oranges, usually they're smaller Mm -hmm. uh, because as this stuff spreads, not only does it kill the trees uh, and then kill off your orange sources, it also kills off a lot of nutrition getting to the fruit in the trees. So they're becoming smaller. So all the, it's basically, you know, the same shit you were hearing in the news about a year or two ago, where uh, eventually the Cavendish banana is basically going to become extinct for the same reason. Same kind of shit. So that's why we're getting oranges from Brazil. Ain't that something. So there you go. I disagree. (laughs) I saw it on, uh, you know, risright.com. And uh, orangesarecommunist.net. Infowars told me that they're getting rid of oranges to try to keep you from voting Republican because they don't want you to keep your orange rights. See, vitamin C stops scurvy. And when you have scurvy, your head ain't right and you immediately become a liberal. I read that, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I what I thought. Article. Yeah. So, yeah, I somewhere. Like the awkward silence. The awkward yeah. silence always amuses the fuck out <laughs> yes. of Yes. Because I know we're all doing it on purpose, and that's the best part, is it's part of the fucking punchline. So, I love it. Did you see Seth Rogen being a douchebag on Twitter? Uh, no. Is that every I mean, day? Or? It's yeah, getting he's, worse. He's kind of turned into a douchebag lately. Yeah. So, Someone got his car funny. broken into in L.A., and they were like, I can't believe crime's so bad in L.A. I left my car parked for like two hours. Someone broke into it and took all my stuff. And Seth Rogen was like, get over it, man. It's part of living in a big city. It's not that bad. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, you can look at the numbers and see that like car related crime is like exponentially going up in L.A. Like it is pretty bad. Yeah. And that's but that's like saying He's like, I had my car broken into 15 times and it's fine because I don't see my car as an extension of myself. Yeah, and you're also a fucking millionaire. Yeah, you can buy a new one. (laughs) Right, anything that they take, you can replace, assuming that it's not like your fucking dog's ashes or something, right? Which everyone carries in their car, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, so anyway. (laughs) um, (laughs) Awesome. So anyway, uh, yeah, if I have a lot of money and, you know, if I had a lot of money and my Jeep got totaled, I'd be like, whatever, go buy a new one, you know, um, but I don't have a lot of money. So if my vehicle got totaled or my bike got wrecked, I'd be fucking bumming because I probably wouldn't have that vehicle then for quite a while until I figured out how to do that again. So yeah, it's really easy to do that. Number two, that's like telling someone that their trauma doesn't matter because your trauma is worse or because someone's trauma is worse. You know, hey, Dan, whatever trauma you went through that makes you such an angry little shit um, doesn't matter. You need to just get over it because there are people <laughs> that have been, you know, sexually abused or assaulted or murdered or fucking whatever. Yeah, I know, man. And I think about that all the time. But it doesn't make your problems any less because someone else has worse problems. I mean, keep your shit in check, 
Oh, right. you think that's bad. Right. <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel about that comment. Yeah, Wait to the route of Dom Perignon at the country club. But, you know, it, it, it seems to be an issue with a lot of people um, who eventually get to a status to where, you know, they don't have to worry about right. the the common problems. Right. And especially when you have somebody in Hollywood who's designed or not designed, uh, who's uh, producing things, they, they make content. Uh, there are a lot of people whose jobs depend on that person. Yep. So you get this weird little microcosm to where you have a group that look to this guy for money. So in order to help facilitate that, they kiss their ass all the time, wait on them hand and foot. They live in a different reality. Sure. So when anybody says this person in Hollywood did this weird shit, I'm like, you that those aren't people. Those aren't regular people. Right. That's, you know, that's, that's it's just that's, funny how much of like Hollywood starts out like talking about fuck the rich and they mm -hmm. need to give back and then they become rich mm -hmm. and then they're like, oh, just kidding, just kidding. What I meant was look at my 17th Lamborghini. Mm -hmm. um, I'm so fucking cool. And you yeah. see that a lot. And it's, it just, you know, it, like Doug said, I mean, again, it boils back down to money and privilege. And um, I, I think that you you got a guy like Seth Rogen, right? When Seth Rogen does a movie that people want to see, production companies, the staff, the catering, the carpenters, the gaffers, um, the the entire – the production or the, uh, the uh, distribution, there is this, you know, huge system that – feeds their families off of these actors and actresses or musicians that other people want to see. Um, without that, there's nobody coming to see it, you know? Um, excuse me. And that, uh, that does, that creates a thing. Well, they can do no wrong because if this motherfucker tanks, then, you know, how am I going to have a job? Um, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. And, uh, but yeah, why people go from, um, why people go from, you know, like he said, being most actors talk about, you know, they, they lived in a van and yada, yada, yada. And I think maybe some of it is that when you get shit on, when you're poor, um, it creates a, a mindset where you wait, motherfucker, one of these days I'm going to be rich and then I'm going to shit on you. Right. And nobody's going to shit on me anymore. And I think unfortunately <laughs> what that winds up twisting into is that you shit on other people. And in your mind, it's okay because you know where you came from. You're like, I know where I come from, motherfucker. You know, I, I, I busted my ass to get here and I went through a lot to get here. So I, I should be happy and proud. And I had a, I had a friend that posted something on Facebook the other day. It said, don't let the people that, uh, don't let the, uh, must be nice people bring you down. Meaning that um, you've got uh, like somebody will buy something, you know, and you mm -hmm. always get that person on social media that's like, oh, it must be nice. Like for me, it was the Jeep, right? Oh, it must be nice to just go out and buy a fucking Jeep. I it just must tell be people, nice to buy a yeah, it is. You know what? That's actually where I'm at with it in life. And, and I don't mean that to sound like some sort of. Yeah, it is nice. Arrogant prick. But 
Um, you're right. It is nice. I am very fortunate. I am very, uh, I'm privileged and I'm happy. And I have worked very hard to get where I'm at. I gave up a lot of weekends, a lot of nights, a lot of, um, you know, I was going to be a fucking rock star. You know, I was going to be a musician and I gave all of that up to get a, a real job, quote unquote, and have insurance and benefits and things like that. That's the path that I chose. And I'm definitely not shitting on anybody who chooses not to do that. It's just the path I chose. But in doing that, I sacrificed things I wanted to fucking do. So now I'm an age and it kills me. I was on the bike this summer. I stopped to get gas and this kid comes up to me and he's probably about 20 years old and He's going on and on about how he can't make, he sure would like to have a Harley, but he can't afford one and, uh, you know, must be nice. And, uh, you know, he can't make any money or whatever. And he's just going on and on and on. And I finally, after a couple minutes of it, I was like, Hey man, let me ask you a question. Yeah, man. How old are you? I'm 20. I was like 20. Okay. I said, you know how old I am? Uh, I know. No, sir. Do you want to take a guess? He's, uh, 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 and he just kept stammering. And I said, I'm 46. I'm 46, dude. I said, and I've only had this bike for a couple of years. Yeah, I was like 43 when I bought it. Yeah. I've been on this planet twice, more than twice the amount of time you have. Calm the fuck down. You know, um, that people don't, that people see what you have and they don't. And I probably was like that at that age too, you know, but now I see somebody with a Corvette or, you know, a nice vehicle or whatever. Um, I don't, uh, I don't really shit on people for that anymore. You know, I mean, I don't know what their credit rating looks like. I don't know what their credit cards look like. Um, good for them. If that's where they chose to put their money, good for them. Um, I mean, I work with guys that have been in this industry for well over 20 years and have done very well for themselves, but they, you know, they got out of the military, jumped right into a career and stayed in it. Fuck. Okay. Good. They should. I hope to God they can afford nice things or what in the fuck is the point? You know, um, uh, I don't look at other people and say, Oh, it must be nice to have a million dollar home. I don't um, care that much about stuff. I don't either. The stuff that I have, um, like if I want it, I'll go get it, but I'm not worried about like someone else's stuff. No. And I'm, I'm especially not worried about like flaunting my stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, like, oh, look what I have. Because um, it's it's for me. It's not yeah. for everyone else. Yeah, it's never been about showing off or showing other people what what I have. Um, and every community has it. In the in the Harley community, there were guys that would roll up on, you know, fifty thousand dollar Harleys and just want to talk about it the whole time. And same in the Jeep. It's community. fifty thousand dollars because I paid fifty thousand dollars for this fifty thousand right, exactly. dollar bike because it's fifty thousand exactly. dollars. It's like okay, cool. But exactly. what's actually dope about it? Like, I don't right. care. You could pay $50,000 for a, a pile of actual shit. Like, what is... <laughs> Dinosaur Can shit. Can you tell me about it? No, right. no, $50,000. Yeah, you ain't got and that. I, you ain't got that. Anybody, right. and that's what it becomes about. Anybody who thinks stuff is really important obviously has not moved enough times. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, I say we move this to one more podcast in the uh, in the series. Check. These outro music suck. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>